Hello everyone and welcome back to uh, Capes and Japes trailer edition. Hello, I am in my parents' travel trailer. It's fine. I live here now <laughs> for two weeks. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I have plenty of comics in here, so I will survive. <laughs> the Wi-Fi just hits me enough that I can use my computer, <laughs> and my phone has unlimited data. The downside is that uh, there might be more background noise, because um, the, the walls are very thin. So if other people are also outside, then... You know, we might we might get them in the background, and I am very sorry for that. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fun. It'll be a, a a fun a fun little taste of the outside world for all of you. Um, we are uh continuing to talk about mutants. We're talking about <laughs> we've just been what? we've we've been um just thinking about mutants a lot lately. <laughs> We've been having, listen, we've, we've both been going through some experiences and emotions that you've, uh, you've, you've heard expressed upon this podcast. Um, and we're just doing just one, just one more, just one more mutant. Just, you know, it's fine. Not, uh, not a Malem mutant, unless maybe he is. Um, but, uh, we are going to touch upon, uh, Jamie Madrox, the, the multipled man, um, because <laughs> friend of the show Sam was like, wow, Olivia's gonna read X Factor and then you guys are gonna want to do an episode on multiple man. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you you are correct, actually. Yeah, it turns out that that is true, uh, and we are. Um, so uh, here uh, here he comes. So uh, James Madrox, first of all, an extremely good last name, um, made his first appearance in 1975. In actually an uh, issue of Fantastic Four, of giant size Fantastic Four, where they uh, help this uh, this troubled young mutant. Um, so Jamie's thing is that he creates duplicates of himself. Um, he does. He doesn't have any other powers and none of the duplicates have any powers he's just as someone being very mean to him in x factor said he's just a guy who makes more guys and uh the guys are created with uh physical impact so if you smack him or you toss him against a wall or he like slams his fist down really hard or something like that, a new guy shows up. Uh, and this, uh, was discovered when he was a baby 
Um, <laughs> the doctor did that thing where they uh, smack the baby <laughs> when they're born. Uh, and then there were two babies. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> Can you imagine if, like, your baby is trying to take their first steps and they, like, fall down on their ass and suddenly there's another child there and you're like, well, I guess I just have to deal with this. Do they ever leave? Like, um... <laughs> they, they, they do go away. He can, um, he can reabsorb them, uh, by touching them. You just and gotta, then... you just gotta make your now two children touch each other and just go zoop yeah um later on he is able to absorb them without like making contact with them he can like do it from uh from a distance um but yes he can uh reabsorb them once they're there um it uh, it his powers have, like, changed a little bit. I mean, obviously, because it's comic books. Uh, so you might be saying, uh, hold on. Isn't it, uh, somewhat unusual for mutant powers to be present, uh, when you're a baby? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, and this is a thing that's touched on in the 2005 X-Factor where another guy tells him that he's he's not actually a mutant he's he's like he's a, a different sort of mutant that predates current mutants um so he's still functionally he's still pretty much a mutant <laughs> you're not actually a mutant well you are but like a different brand yeah Yeah, exactly a a special mutant um like like, he refers to him as like a a changeling uh which is cool and also as as a kill crop which is pretty cool but these don't seem to have objectively that much uh impact on his like general, like, uh, day-to-day life, except for when they want something weird to happen and they can be like, oh, it's because he's a special mutant. Don't worry about it. (laughs) But, yes. So, his powers are present as a baby. This is, uh, troubling. So, his parents develop this special, uh, suit for him to wear that like absorbs like impact and kinetic energy so he won't just go creating more kids every time he trips and falls or like you know bumps his arm against a door frame or anything like that and uh when he's 15 so they live on a um on a farm uh in Kansas sort of out in the middle of nowhere Uh, partly because they have a mutant son, (laughs) uh, who wears a a weird full-body suit all the time. Um, and when Jamie is 15, uh, his parents die, uh, in a tornado. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. 
Uh, that's like I know that that's like an intense national like a natural disaster but like that seems kind of mundane for comics kind of yeah for comics yeah actually it's funny you should say that later it's retconned to be like oh this this guy who like told Jamie that he was like a like a special mutant uh, he actually came, uh, came to Jamie's house when he was a kid and asked his parents to, like, uh, he's like, oh, give your son to me and I'll teach him. And they were like, no. Uh, and he was like, wow, I'll show you and, uh, cause the tornado that killed Jamie's parents with his own mutant, special mutant powers, um... And then also erase Jamie's memory that he had been there at his house. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so there's is that comic books enough for you? Yeah. Unfortunately, I should have realized that they would have retconned it at some point. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. There's gotta be. There's gotta be something. Somebody. Somebody looked at it and was like, had the exact same reaction as me. Like that seems a bit mundane. Except their response was, "We should change it." Instead of like, "Wow, a refreshing change of pace." <laughs> wow, just a normal way to become an orphan. So, um, this happens when he's fifteen, and he doesn't have any other family, and they're out in the middle of nowhere. So for like. Six years, he is by himself on this farm. So uh, that guy doesn't even fucking come get him? The guy the guy does not come get him. This is the point where <laughs> I've read to an X Factor. He is like, why didn't this guy come get me? But I don't know if that's resolved or not. <laughs> like... Oh, I can't believe you won't let me take your child. I'm gonna kill you and leave your child here. Yeah, what does that just, gain? Just the, I don't know. This is a, he's a he's a weird dude. He's he's a weird evil man. Um. Anyways, he's by himself for six years. He you know creates some duplicates to help him. They're referred to as dupes. Uh, which... Very good. Yeah, it's fun. Um, but he, uh, creates some dupes to help him. At some point, his suit, uh, malfunctions, because it's been years and his dad isn't around to fix it, uh, and starts, like, um, like, absorbing, like, electrical energy, uh, and he freaks out. He's really not in a good emotional place because he's been living alone for six years during some, like, some very formative teenage years. And he runs away to New York City, uh, encounters the Fantastic Four, fights them because he's panicked and sort of unhinged, and then... Professor X shows up and goes like, wait, 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 it's fine. Uh, this kid's a mutant. I will take care of this. Um, so he takes Jamie back to the manor and invites him to 
stay and join the X-Men, which he doesn't want, and instead he, uh, moves to, uh, Muir Island, uh, which is the island off the coast of Scotland where, uh, Moira McTaggart has her lab that she studies mutant stuff in, um, and he stays there, ends up, uh, becoming, like, a lab assistant, uh, for Moira McTaggart. He also, while he's there, uh, at the time, Moira is dating, uh, Banshee, um, and so he also meets, uh, Banshee's daughter, Teresa, also, uh, the X-Men known as Siren, um, and they date on and off, uh, a couple of times throughout their lives, because, you know, you gotta. I mean, yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, there's this whole thing, um, it's also while he's there that he ends up with his first, uh, rogue duplicate, uh, which becomes sort of a constant thing later, uh, but at least early on, they're mostly just kind of, you know, doing what Jamie wants them to do, and then being reabsorbed when they're done, and then he, uh, when he reabsorbs them, he also, like, absorbs their memories, and he also, uh, if one of them is hurt or killed, he experiences, like, some degree of the physical trauma. If one of them is killed, it doesn't necessarily kill him, but possibly it could. There's a point in X Factor where one of them gets poisoned and he has to, like, kind of split, like, into, like, split off, like, several duplicates to kind of, like, disperse the poison out. Um. Interesting way to solve that, but okay. Yeah. Does that mean, like, if he eats dinner and then Uh splits, are they no longer full? (laughs) That is an important question. And I don't know. I, I, maybe it's come up at some point, but I do not know the answer. Uh, a lot of, a lot of mysteries involving the, the, the multiple man. <laughs> um, but he, um, while, uh, he's on Muir Island, he ends up with his first sort of, like, rogue duplicate who is like, I don't want to be reabsorbed. I want to go live my life. Um, and drugs Jamie so he can take his place and, like, goes with, like, uh, Moira and Teresa on, like, a mission to go, uh, look for Sunspot and Warlock, and then ends up, like, uh, staying, uh, in the U.S. to continue, like, doing his own thing, and he joins this- (laughs) this is my favorite thing I found- in this whole, uh, this whole research session, he, um, he, he, he joins a team of, uh, like, mercenary henchmen who work for Mr. Sinister, 
And the name of this group is the Nasty Boys. Yes. <laughs> and I can't stop thinking about you. You go, you're an X-Man, and you're going to fight Mr. Sinister. And you go and find him, and he's got- Mr. Sinister and his nasty boys. Yeah, you go and you find Mr. Sinister, and he's got his, you know, his scary face and his big weird cape and his suit and the whole thing. And you're like, oh, all right, Nathaniel, you're done for. And he's like, oh, not so fast. And then he calls his nasty boys. His nasty, nasty boys. To me, my nasty boys. Um, and one of the nasty boys is just a Jamie Madrox. And Jamie has to be like, I don't, I, I, I'm not responsible for this one. Um, I'm, I'm so, I'm so obsessed. Apparently it's also, it's sometimes spelled as nasty boys with a Z, which is oh, even better. Yes. Good comics has given me a gift upon this day. <laughs> comics are good again, actually. I've decided. Thank I, you, comics. I forgive comics for retconning Jamie's backstory <laughs> into something way more comics when it could have just been a normal mundane natural disaster. Oh, it's Jamie Madrock's nasty boy. <laughs> Certified nasty boy. I um, okay, Olivia. I want you to know that I did make a note in my phone to remember to put it in the show notes. I put Jamie Madrox, comma certified nasty boy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh God, I love it. Um. All right. Anyway. The- <laughs> The rest of it is just downhill from here, I guess. We're not going to talk about the nasty boys anymore. Uh, (laughs) You know, we could just have a really short uh, episode. Don't don't worry about Jamie Madrox. All you need to know is that he was a a nasty boy. (laughs) He was at one point a capital N, capital B, nasty boy. Um, Anyway, so there's this whole... um, this whole sort of X-Men, like, crossover, um, in, like, the mid-90s, maybe, where a, uh, villain called, uh, the Shadow King takes over Muir Island and, uh, sort of possesses everybody there. He possesses Jamie for a little bit, uh, the X-Men come and, and, show up and help take care of it uh and then after this um so this is uh the x-factor team that was the first x-factor that was the original five x-men are like involved with helping like uh stop this muir island thing and then after this uh, partly as an attempt by Marvel to kind of, you know, revamp the X-Factor book so it would sell better, they form a new X-Factor team that's, like, a government-sponsored team, 
that's led by uh, Agent Valerie Cooper that includes Jamie as well as uh, who else is on this? Havoc, Polaris, Quicksilver, and then Strong Guy and Wolfsbane, who will both uh, continue to be closely associated with uh with with Jamie going forward um so they uh join this this government like x factor team going on you know various uh government sponsored superhero missions uh apparently um Peter David was the writer of this who's also the writer of like the mid 2000s x factor that uh Jamie and uh Strong Guy and Wolf Spain were all also part of. And apparently he was hired to do this. He uh they told him to put Jamie on the book because he was just like involved with this, you know, Muir Island crossover thing. And it was sort of a a transition. Uh and he didn't want to include him, didn't care about him, and then uh, started writing him and was like, oh, actually, <laughs> this guy rules. Uh, and then continued to write him forever. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. It's, um, it's great. It's like Peter David's relationship uh, to Jamie Madrox as a writer seems, like, very much in, like, the Tom King ethos, uh, of that thing Tom King does where he picks, like, uh, less, like, a, a somewhat obscure character getting increasingly obscure the more he does this, um, and then writes, like, a, a character, like, study miniseries on them where it's, like, actually... Their whole thing is a metaphor now. Look. Mr. Miracle's escape thing is a metaphor. And Vision's robot thing is a metaphor. But, uh, so... If you choose to focus on the guy who can make multiple duplicates of himself, there's a lot, there's a lot of psychological things you can kind of cram in there, as it turns out. Um, and then it, it seemed like at the point where he was writing like 2005 X Factor, like Jamie's like still like a relatively obscure character. So Marvel was just like, yeah, just take him, just go nuts. And he did. Uh, so he's on this, uh, this 90s, uh, X Factor team. It, he gets really close with, uh, strong guy, uh, Guido, what's his name? Guido Caracella. <laughs> you know, Guido, what's his name? Guido, what's his name? Eh! Uh, Could be anybody. Yeah, he's a, he's a big, he's a big strong guy. Um, and the, uh, the two of them are sort of, like, comic relief, uh, in this. And then apparently there's an issue of this X Factor where Doc Samson. There's also an issue of 2005 X Factor where Doc Samson comes and psychoanalyzes all the members of the team. Um, but there's an issue of this X Factor where Doc Samson tells Jamie 
that uh, he has a pathological need for attention because he was left alone for so long as a child. And that's why he, uh, like, jokes around all the time so people will pay attention to him. Um, So Peter David was having some fun with uh, this character who he just went, mine now. Um, So he's on X Factor for the uh, legacy virus storyline and one of his duplicates catches the legacy virus which is this uh virus that uh it only kills mutants specifically kills mutants that uh killed both both the rasputin siblings um oh no there's three of them killed the two (laughs) not evil (laughs) rasputin siblings uh among others killed both the ones that we care about (laughs) Yeah, both the important ones. Um, but he, uh, so a duplicate of his catches the legacy virus and then he reabsorbs it and Rip. then seemingly, yeah, uh, seemingly dies of, uh, the legacy virus. But then later on, it's revealed that actually he, uh, secretly split off another duplicate at some point. So So he watered it down? Meaning to? I I don't I don't really understand <laughs> how this happens. There's a there's a lot there's a lot of points um as like relatively unassuming as this power seems, there are so many points where it gets so complicated. If Prime <laughs> Jamie dies does another does a duplicate take over? Possibly yes. In theory, yes. I think I he has Prime Jamie has died definitely at some point and that didn't happen, but I don't know if it's established that that can't happen or if it was just there were not any other duplicates alive. <laughs> Um, you just gotta kill all the duplicates if you kill them all at once. <laughs> yeah, all simultaneously. Um, can you imagine punching a guy and another guy comes out of him? <laughs> just like in like a normal like brawl, you don't know what this dude's deal is. He just pissed yeah. you off, and you just like punch him in the face, and he just goes, Boop, and you're Boop. like, what the fuck. Uh. do i punch this one now Uh, does it just keep making like what do i have to punch all these guys (laughs) this is too many guys uh anyway so he uh he survives the legacy virus uh but loses his memory um and everyone thinks he's dead and then they find this uh amnesiac uh, Jamie, uh, and managed to, uh, get him back. Um, and then, uh, he sort of, uh, hangs around for a while. He's on X-Corps for a little bit. Uh, and then, uh, in 2004, um, Peter David's like, I want to talk about Jamie again. And everyone's like, 
me in 2012. Um, <laughs> Peter David's like, I want to talk about Jamie again. Everyone's like, okay, like, sure. Nobody else cares. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I don't know if this was Peter David's idea or if someone was like, we should try and get multiple man back in the rotation. Peter David will do it. Um, he loves that guy. Um, so, Peter, is this about multiple man? Yes, it's about multiple man. I'm in. Uh, okay, <laughs> here's the contract. I should have just sent Done. that to you instead of inviting you out to lunch. I don't know why I went through all the rigmarole. <laughs> um, so, 2004, reintroduced to Jamie. He's, uh... Working on his own, um, not part of any X-Men group, he has, uh, decided to, uh, send out a bunch of duplicates to, like, go, go different places, learn different things, gain new skills, uh, so that he can reabsorb them and then have all of those, all of that knowledge and, like, abilities without doing it himself so he has like there's like one who goes to be a priest and then there's a whole thing where he like uh like starts a life and like gets married and has a kid and jamie's like well like i can't like reabsorb him now like he'll be effed up um and there's one who like goes to like train and become a monk and then there's one who goes to learn to be a detective there's one who becomes a shield agent and then there's a whole thing where Jamie gets kidnapped by Hydra because they think that he's the shield agent one um lots of lots of room lots of room for hijinks and uh shenanigans that does sound like a fun thing to be able to write <laughs> what yeah. if we made one man do so many things <laughs> but it's okay because he's a bunch of different guys <laughs> he's a he's just a bunch of guys um also, at this point, uh, his dupes have started, like, like all having distinct personalities that, like, stem from different aspects of, like, Jamie's personality. So it's like, you get one that's like, oh, this guy's, like, really depressed one, or like, uh, this guy's a really horny one, um... It's also how you get the one who uh, pushes Richter off the building after attempting to talk him down from the ledge and then goes like, I'm the unpredictable one. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's like, yeah, apparently. Yeah, I didn't predict this. Therefore. Yeah, there there we go, I guess. Um, and he's also kind of struggling with you know this is the fun like existential part he's like struggling with like figuring out like what part of him is the real him and also with like keeping his memories separate from all of his duplicates memories uh so he's like i don't i truly don't know if this was a thing i did or if one of my duplicates did this i mean who's to say what is the difference? Now, that, that's really the question. Because, I mean, it's functionally you. 
Like, sure, maybe like a slightly different you, but like, functionally, that that's you. And you remember it. So I guess you did it. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Unless it was a good thing. So congratulations. Does Jamie get arrested for anything that his duplicates do? I'm pretty sure yes. Like, um, does it, does he, hmm, would it be different if it was a duplicate that he had not reabsorbed yet? So he just has, like, one duplicate going through the court system, and he's like, wow, I don't know if I want that guy back. <laughs> Maybe that guy should stay there. I don't think I want to remember this, actually. So he can just... <laughs> Stay there? But also, I'm not that into the prison industrial complex. What if I just flood the jails with me? Is that direct action? <laughs> That's Praxis. Capital Capital X in the middle. Um, Gods. New New pitch. For socialist X-Men group called Praxis with a capital X in the middle. <laughs> let's make all those racists and hope let's make bigots. That's the umbrella term I was looking for. Let's make bigots angry. <laughs> nice. Um so he goes on this whole sort of, you know, uh self-improvement, self-discovery quest. And while all of his duplicates are out doing whatever, uh, he founds a, uh, private detective agency, uh, called X-Factor Investigations. And he hires his old friends, uh, Guido and Rain to help him out. And then eventually, uh, they end up also getting, uh, Siren, Monet Saint-Croix, um, Richter. <laughs> Uh, and a girl named Layla Miller, who was sort of instrumental in House of M, but is otherwise kind of an enigmatic figure. Um, and they, uh, solve mysteries. So it's, it's during this series that, uh, he meets this, the guy, Damien Tripp who is, like, you're a special, like, pre-mutant mutant, and also I killed your parents. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> so X-Factor is taking place. It's, like, right after House of M, so they're dealing with the fallout of that. They're set up in this, like, primarily mutant neighborhood of, I think, New York? Uh, called Mutant Town, creatively. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of uh chaos there. Uh they also civil war happens like pretty shortly after this. Um and Jamie and the rest of the team like come out as like officially anti-registration and they're like if any mutants or former mutants need protection, you can come to us. So they sort of have some tension with the rest of the X-Men. Um, they, uh, 
he meets that uh, dupe who became a priest and, like, has a wife and child, and he has a whole existential crisis about that. <laughs> um, he also, um, he has, um, he sleeps with Siren, and she gets pregnant, and uh, they, I think they might get engaged, and then she gives birth, and then when Jamie holds the baby, he unintentionally reabsorbs it and realizes oh. that it was a duplicate who had sex with her, and the baby counts as a duplicate. Oh. Um, yeah, that's rough, huh? Oh. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that's grim. I... <laughs> I okay. Who? This is. I've been reading X Factor. Who at Marvel? I haven't got to that yet, and I was like, "Oh no!" Who approved this? Um, good question. Also, why would that child count as a duplicate? It B- because um for reasons of being sad. Does does uh, Jamie Madrox's like DNA get in there fully formed and kick the other DNA out like a magpie or no not a magpie what's the bird that like lays its egg in other bird nest a cu- a cuck a cuckold <laughs> right isn't that that's where it comes from right I think the bird might be a cuckoo okay although I, I'm... interesting fun fact about the word cuckold I guess. I I I thought I thought that's what it was. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry for making you all hear me say cuckold <laughs> on the air <laughs> repeatedly. Um there's also a very 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 complicated thing um where he and he okay. So there's this whole thing, whole big X-Men thing after uh house of m where uh the first mutant child is born since the decimation and it's a big deal because you know there's only 198 mutants left and they thought there couldn't be any more mutants but then there's a mutant baby born and everybody wants everybody wants to get their hands on the mutant baby and then there's this whole like uh future prophecy thing where it's like well either the baby is gonna be the mutant messiah, or they're gonna destroy the world, um, and Jamie ends up sending two dupes into two alternate realities, one of them where, uh, uh, Hope is, like, the, uh, the mutant messiah, and she saves mutants, and the other one where it just goes horribly wrong, and... Layla ends up going with him to the future where it goes horribly wrong, and then they both end up in, like, these, uh, like, mutant, like, internment camps, basically, and they meet Bishop, who's a guy from this future, um, and Jamie gets, like, he gets, like, the M, uh, like, brand scar over his eye because it happens to his duplicate in the future and then it carries over to him interesting i do like that though good aesthetic i mean it's a great aesthetic objectively a great aesthetic uh 
he and future Layla fall in love, and then it's revealed that, like, the child Layla is actually, like, adult Layla traveled back and gave all of her knowledge to her past self. <laughs> um, a okay. Lo- there, there's a lot of stuff. This all sounds very confusing, and I'm not explaining it very well. It is very hard for me to understand, and probably if I read it happening, it would make more sense. But also, so much of the stuff with, like, Messiah Complex is, like, very complicated. But, uh, he ends up... I think adult Layla comes back from the future, and she and Jamie end up getting married... And they uh, move into Jamie's farm together, um, his family's farm. And then at some point, Jamie is killed uh, by the uh, Terrigen mists that have been unleashed on Earth again. Um, And... Seemingly dies for real. There's a, uh, there was, like, a a mini-series a few years ago that I think was about, like, oh, there was actually, like, one last Jamie who, like, locked himself in a secret bunker, uh, and now he's here, and he's, uh, I don't know, doing some, doing some stuff. It's Um, the contingency Jamie. Yeah, Contingency Jamie, um, is, uh, he's, like, I think he's, like, he sends off a bunch of Jamies to, like, different, like, futures, um, it sounds, it's, it sounds pretty confusing, um, I picked up the first issue of this a few years ago when it happened because the cover looked very cool, um, and I was like, nice. And then I was like, I have no idea what's going on. And I did not read the rest of it. Um, to be fair, sounds like a lot. Sounds like a lot. Sound, sounds like they keep finding ways to make this seemingly relatively uncomplicated power just increasingly complicated. Um, by introducing time travel. Uh, I mean, time travel will complicate anything. Anything at all, truly. My little brain is not equipped for it, which, I mean, I probably shouldn't be reading comics, but here I am. Uh, currently, he's alive again during, uh, as part of Hawks, Hawks, Pox, Docs, because one of the things about current, like, Krakoa X-Men continuity is that, uh, Krakoa the island has the power to resurrect mutants. So pretty much any <laughs> any X-Man who has ever been dead um, is probably not dead anymore, or they will be not dead shortly. Um, and he's uh, he's on the uh, the board of directors uh, for X Corp. Um, and he's helping out in, uh, the Krakoa research labs, um, and he's, uh, he's, he's back. 
I I haven't. He has not been in the the X Men stuff, the new X Men stuff that I have read. But apparently, he's there, being being multiple. Gotta love him. <laughs> Gotta love him. I do. Um. I mean, as has as has been established, um, about me, I do love any superpower that um is not like extremely like combat focused um so you have to like write it in a way where you like come up with creative solutions to things um and so so much of what i've seen has just been truly nothing but creative solutions to things jamie madtrox they can't get all of us (laughs) (laughs) we all run in different directions like ratatouille (laughs) um truly truly also sometimes extremely funny solutions to things which is in many ways even better um but uh yeah he's um cool power he is uh he's he's pretty fun, you know, sort of the kind of like oh, I'm wisecracking to hide that I'm internally troubled like type. A classic. It, yeah, it's a classic. You know, it it works. It works for a reason. Um but uh yeah, pretty fun. Pretty fun stuff. Um did you have uh, anything anything to add or to talk about? No, I did not read any comics because I was preparing to go to LA and then I was in LA, but now I am back. <laughs> now you're back and you're alone with nothing but comics. I'm I'm alone in my little cave and I I had packed comics for my stay and I also bought comics while I was there because <laughs> my friend made the mistake of taking me to a bookstore. Um so I have plenty. Uh hopefully next week I'm not gonna come to you all like, okay, I know I said I had a bunch of comics, but I don't know where the time has gone. And I've done nothing. Uh, okay, hello, sorry about any weirdness. Um, we are... Audacity Troubles. Finger gun, finger gun, finger gun. Audacity Troubles, and now Briar's headphones are dying. Um, I, uh, I read some more comics about Richter and Shatterstar. It's surprising. Don't worry about it. (laughs) I loved everything I saw in Out of Context Comics. Thank you for that. Thank you. You are so welcome. I took this out from the library just knowing it was a Richter comic, and then I didn't realize Shatterstar would be in it, so that was a delightful surprise. Which um, one was it? Uh, it was a New Mutants miniseries called New Mutants Dead Souls. Oh, that... I have that. I'm looking at it right now. Oh. It is in the trailer with oh. me. You could read it. I can read it. You could read it and see them. I can see them. Wow. Incredible. Uh, anyways, wrapping up, uh, you can keep up with us on the internet, Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram. 
Uh, we have an email address, capesandjapes at gmail.com. Uh, if you have questions, if you want to try to explain time travel to me, it won't work, <laughs> but you can try. Um, Come to our Discord, explain time travel. Let's go. Why not? Please. I'll make a yeah. channel for it. <laughs> uh, yes, we have a Discord server that you should come and join and explain time travel there and also see our great out-of-context comics excerpts. Um, and uh, we have a Patreon if you want to support us there. Uh, you can get bonus content, watch stuff, help us uh, pick what we talk about. Uh, if you can't support us there, a way to help us out is leaving a rating and a review, um, telling a friend about the show if you think that they would be interested in it, and just coming back and joining us as you have once again. So thank you for listening to this episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, Cuckle does come from the bird cuckoo, but a cuckoo is not the only bird that practices um, brood parasitism. How interesting. Right? Thank you. The more you know. Uh.